0: hello hello Hello. welcome to this is now episode
1: seven i want to say seven every episode i sit here and you say the number and i'm like no it's one more (laughs) like an idiot
0: (laughs) yeah so um today is uh episode seven of mildly unstable Mm -hmm. and um i was looking at my youtube channel Mm -hmm. and i have Mm -hmm. one less subscriber than i had when we started (laughs) love it i've had 48 Subscribers, uh-huh. which is sad. Um, I've had the channel for about six years uh-huh. and I have 48 subscribers, which is depressing. Um, <laughs> and then today I checked and I have 47. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I, I don't really care that much about like my oh, subscriber yeah. number, like I'm just happy that like I get a place to like put these yeah, things, yeah, for sure, that I like to create. Um, so it, I just find it really funny really that funny, like actually. I've had the channel for six. Yeah. Years I have forty eight subscribers and I have forty seven. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So today I wanted us to talk a little bit about creative outlets mm-hmm. and why they're important.
1: Yeah.
0: So, what are some of your creative outlets? Oh
1: my god! I see. Every time I'm like faced with this question, I'm always like, I have none. I don't have any hobbies. And then I like <laughs> sit back and I'm like, I do a lot. <laughs> wow. Interesting. So. Um. Painting, Painting's painting is a big one. I'm not okay. good at it, but that's I okay. do it quite a bit. You
0: don't have to be good at something to enjoy doing true. it.
1: True, true. I used to really enjoy pottery, like okay. and <laughs> clay and stuff. I know that's so weird. I didn't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't go to like one of those fancy schools. My partner had like he, at his high school, he had like a ceramics class. Okay. I don't know what type of fancy school that was. I, my school did not. We didn't even have an arts program. Oh, wow. We had one art teacher and no music program.
0: Um, oh, and the one
1: time we had a music program, they chased the teacher out of the school. Oh yeah. my god. Iconic. <laughs> so that is pretty iconic. I could share some nightmare stories about my high school, but aside from that, um, yeah, probably like, I'd say painting mm-hmm. and like molding. Yep. I really used to enjoy painting. You know, the, those places you would go and you'd buy like a little statue and you'd yeah. Paint. Oh my God. They used to have one like five minutes from here. They close it though.
0: There it's is gone. a <laughs> place near my hometown. Uh-huh. Um, it's like 10 or 15 minutes from my house. Where you can buy ceramics and paint them. That's iconic. And we I feel like it. we should go I think there. That, yeah, that's They yeah. have like mugs. They have like Star Wars that. stuff. That's they have sick. like all this cool okay, stuff. Okay, yeah, we should definitely go. go there. It's called Hug a Mug. <gasps> that's so cute. And it's in Pompton Lakes, and we absolutely have to go. Absolutely. We should 100% go. That absolutely. sounds really fun. Um, so, I mean, we know that I have. Green. Yeah. It. You have uh, a lot.
1: It's impressive.
0: I I don't know what it is. I just mm-hmm. feel like if I'm not being creative, then I'm yeah. not fulfilling. I, I don't feel like my life is, be- is being fulfilling. I get that. Do you know what I mean? I so get that I do, like, I play the ukulele and I write and I do music production. Um, and we do the podcast and, like, yes. stuff like that. Oh, yeah, that counts as a creative. Yeah, cover. we do How the podcast. <laughs> we do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm part of it. Yeah, you're part of this. <laughs> you're my co-host. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we do a lot of that. And um, it's, it's, it's very big to me because music has always been such a huge part of my life. Yeah. And I feel like it's because I used it as, like, a coping skill as a kid. Like, when I felt like the world was overwhelming, I would put on my headphones and just kind of, like, drown everything I out. I did the
1: same thing as a kid. I get that.
0: So, music has always been, like, a big thing in mm-hmm. my life. And then now, like, you know, I, I use it to, like, I make covers and I produce music yeah. and I, like, do all that. And um, I just, I feel like it's the only way I feel fulfilled is when mm-hmm. I'm being creative and in my life and like I've written novels you Mm -hmm. know I've written two novels and I'm working on my third um I want to get published someday like stuff like that but you know being creative is so it can be hard to do because I get writer's block I get I procrastinate things Mm -hmm. I you know I start a project and then I, I take a break from it Um, so it can be rough. Um, Mm -hmm. do you have, do you procrastinate?
1: Oh my god, yeah. This (laughs) is the first point in my life where, like, I'm actually up on my schoolwork and not procrastinating anything. And this is after, like, years of being a Mm -hmm. chronic procrastinator. Yeah. And I only started not procrastinating once I set aside two days of my week specifically to get that stuff done. Yeah. And, like, that's the only thing I do. I'm not allowed to see people. I'm not allowed to, uh go shopping or do anything mm-hmm. until I get those done. Yeah. Those those things are, like, rewards, which sounds yeah. crazy. I sound <laughs> nuts, but <laughs> that's the only way that my no, ADHD I don't, I don't really think allows it me to.
0: Too. I don't think it sounds nuts. I yeah. think it's, it makes sense to set aside time for stuff. Um, this year has been the first year, and I've told you this, that I've been having, like, good grades. Yeah. And it's – I started treating my ADHD in, like, April or May, and um, – and up until that point, I had accepted the fact that I had, like, begun to... Up until recently, I had begun mm-hmm. to be like, okay, I think I need to accept the fact that I am a mediocre student, and mm-hmm. I think I just need to be okay with that. I get that. And then I started treating my ADHD, and this semester I have, like, straight A's. Like Yeah, you're killing I'm, it! I'm, I'm on track. I think I have straight A's besides, like, one, like, 86 like a B and yeah. one which of my classes, which is like literally one grade away from the Which is a class, frozen. which is a class that I've gotten season, which is a professor that I've gotten season before because she's a tough grader, Yeah. and like stuff like that. And like you know, I'm on track to hit my gold GPA this Hell semester. Yeah. And like you know, if if I do get straight A's, like if I do bring that to an A, I might I I could qualify for dean's list if yeah. I get the right GPA, um, semester GPA. So it's oh. oh. Apparently, I have an email.
1: Hello. Um, so it's
0: just, it's very uh, interesting to me how I had begun to accept that I was a mediocre student. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, my, bo- my, uh, my brain was like,
1: uh, just kidding. I, I get no. that. Do you, okay, do you do this thing? This is kind of off topic, but I do it. And I know that this is a, a byproduct of my ADHD, so I have to ask if you do this as well. Okay. Um, do you do that thing where you get straight A's and then you begin to panic? And you're like, oh, my God, if my grades slip below this, suddenly I am worth nothing. I am worth dust. Yes. And then you get like a B. So, okay, I have straight A's right now as well. Oh, good for you. Very exciting. We love it. Especially because this is my first semester back after failing out of college. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, and then there were two assignments for two separate classes that mm-hmm. I didn't properly plan out. Okay. Compared to my work and compared to my social life. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept putting them off and putting them off. And my professors are unbelievably understanding and have given me... Um, extensions. Extensions. Yeah. So yesterday, my grade in one of my courses, because it was put in as a zero, mm-hmm. um, because she forgot to reopen the assignment for me, was that, like, this this grade brought it down to, like, from a 97, I think, to... Sixty, like it's a heavyweight. It's a heavyweight. Gra- oh, she wow. grades by number, not right, by ABC. right, right. So then she reopened it, and I just I was sitting there, and I was like, Oh my god, if I don't bring this up, knowing I have an extension, I was just <clears> like <throat> full of a ball of panic. Yeah, and it's it's crazy. Like no matter how much I talk through it the in therapy, I'm always just like, Oh no, yeah, you know, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, so procrastination is, it's an issue, and yeah. I, I do have that issue, even with being creative, yeah. even with being creative, because I have days where I'm like, oh, you know, like, I have this project, and I want to work on it, and then I don't work on it for, like, a week, and then it, like, gets past me, and I'm like, oh, shit, you yeah. know what I mean? So, I I, I personally think that being creative is great and it's super important and i think it's really good for mental health oh absolutely but it can be it can add stress because there can be like times where you're like i have to do this and like a really good example of something that was really good for my mental health but also like stressed me out beyond belief Mm -hmm. was marching band when i was in high school i get that because we were uh did you compete
1: Kind of sore that. Okay. My marching band was a very different form of marching band. We'll get yeah. into that because
0: we did competitions. Mm-hmm. So we would have um, two rehearsals a week. Mm-hmm. three hours. Um, we were um, outside on the field and we were like practicing for three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that was Monday, Wednesday. And then Friday, which we would either have um, a football game, or if we didn't have a football game, we would have a camp day. Mm -hmm. So um, um, if we had a football game, we would have rehearsal from like probably like four until like six, Mm -hmm. and then we'd get ready for the game. Um, So that was two hours. Or we would have a camp day, which was from either four to nine or four to 10. Okay. So we would do that. Um, so, we were practicing just during the week, probably like 12 hours a week. Yeah. We were going probably like 10 to 12 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on Saturdays, we would have rehearsal all day before a competition. Mm-hmm. So, we would get there probably at like 9 or 10, and then we would usually leave for the competition around like 2 or 3. Mm-hmm. So, we would be rehearsing around, all day yeah. um, because competitions were usually at night. Sometimes we would rehearse till 4, if we had a late.
1: Mm -hmm. performance
0: time so we had crazy amount of hours so i didn't have a lot of time to do anything other than marching band so it was really helpful because it gave me like really intense structure Mm -hmm. and it was like i had a set schedule and there was you know it was good because it helped my anxiety and Mm -hmm. at that time i was you know high school i was such a mess so at that time it was really helpful because it was like everything in my life was completely chaotic except for marching band. It was yeah. so structured and it was very like we had a strict schedule and I had times that I had to do things, mm-hmm. um, which was helpful. <clears throat> but it was also really stressful because I couldn't see my friends outside of marching band. Yeah. Um, and there was some issues with kids in marching band that had become a problem Mm -hmm. um I'm not gonna name names but sophomore year of high school when I had been diagnosed bipolar when I was in the hospital Mm -hmm. um I came back from the hospital and the person who at my at the time was my best friend Mm -hmm. um had started dating one of our friends and hadn't told me that they were dating Mm -hmm. um so uh, this was fine this I was like happy for her um and then that was probably like April and then in June um, I realized that she was giving me, n- not being a very good friend, because mm-hmm. she wouldn't spend time with anybody except her boyfriend.
1: So she was kind of giving everyone a run around? And she wasn't
0: really responding to me when mm-hmm. I would text her. I wouldn't hear from her for like a, couple, like a week. Mm-hmm. And it was frustrating because we used to talk every day. Yeah. And when they were together, he was her main focus. He was the only person he would talk to um so we would be like in a group and they would yeah. be ignoring everybody and everybody else would be like okay i guess this is fine um oh the old high school relationships yeah yeah oh. so i told her that i felt like she was I, I don't know if i said it as maturely as i would say it now yeah but you were, I this definitely. Is years ago. i definitely i was a sophomore in high school i yeah. was 16 I definitely didn't like go off on her, and I definitely didn't start yelling at her or say anything mean.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I told her that I felt like she wasn't being a very good friend, mm-hmm. and I definitely didn't say anything more harsh than I feel like you're being a shitty friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I said I feel like you're being a shitty friend. Like I, I said something along the lines of like <clears throat> he's the only person you talk to. Like I understand that you have a boyfriend, but like I don't really think it's fair that like, I never see you anymore. And I I told her I was like, I just I, it really upsets me that I came back from the hospital and everything was different. And our Mm -hmm. relationship was totally different. And it it feels like because I was gone, um, you kind of moved on from me. And that really hurts my feelings. And I don't like that you're doing that. Yeah. And I didn't, I definitely, I'm telling you now, mm-hmm. I did not go off on her. I explained how I was feeling mm-hmm. and I explained what I was perceiving.
1: I think that's, for a 16 year old, incredibly mature. Yeah. I was such a dramatic little girl. Well, I, when I, was I learned 16? a lot about, um. I learned,
0: sorry, my friend's to me.
1: You're good.
0: I learned a lot about, uh,. Um, communication
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, while I was in the hospital. I Mm -hmm. learned a lot about communication while I was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So I learned the best way to communicate this to her was to just be open and honest about my feelings. So I told her how I was feeling. And um, she, we went back and forth a little bit and she was defending herself. And I was like, I'm not like coming at you. I'm just telling you that this is something that bothers me and I want to like fix it because you're my best friend. And she was like, I'm sorry that, like, she, she was very sarcastic. She was like, I'm sorry you're not my main focus. Like, not everything is about you. Yeah. And I was like, no, I know not everything is about me. I, un- I understand that. And she said something that was like, I can't spend all my attention on you just because you're mentally ill.
1: Yeah, that's not And bad.
0: like, she was like, I can't, sp- I, you can't be my main focus just because there's something wrong with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, that, that was a low blow. Yeah. And I told her, I said, that was a really shitty thing to say to me. And she said it a lot harsher than the way I said it just yeah. now. And I said, that was a really shitty thing to say to me. And I really think that's not, I was like, that's not cool. Yeah. And I said I was like I I think we might need like a little bit of a break.
1: Yeah.
0: I was like why don't we talk tomorrow?
1: Yeah.
0: And I was like I'll talk to you tomorrow because that really that really pissed me off that you just said that. And yeah. that was all I said. Um and then the next day um it was really weird. All my friends mm-hmm. in my friend group were like being really weird and they were like being really weird around me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then We had this thing that we had done the year before that we were gonna do the year this year. Mm -hmm. That year um, was graduation. We performed. Mm -hmm. The the band performed. So um, before we would have to be at school for the performance, we would go to my friend Danny's house, and we would all like play basketball and we would Mm -hmm. like hang out and like we would we would eat snacks and like watch movies and stuff like that. Um, And so I put in our group chat. I was asking when we were gonna do that. Yeah. and nobody responded so Ugh. i asked danny directly mm-hmm. and i said hey like just out of curiosity like what what time should i be at your house and he told me what time to be at his house and he was like you didn't know about that and i was like no He was like well it's in the new group chat and i was like
1: <gasps> no
0: what new group chat and he That's was like so you know shitty. the one the one that emma made last night and i was like oh I also just named her name, but I'm not going to say a last name. <laughs> That's fair. But, um.
1: This is also like this it's is fine. high school. This is high school. I don't think anybody I have any ill have have will this. anyway.
0: Um, but he was like, Well, Emma made a new group chat last night. And I remember being like, I'm not in that group chat. Nobody made a new group chat. And he was like, Yeah, she made a new group chat with all of us. Oh. And I was like, Did she? And he was like, yeah, let me show you. So he went to the group chat and I was like, go to the members of the group chat. So he went to the members and I was the only person in the friend group that was not in the group chat. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I found out that she had made this new group chat. um, So I wouldn't be allowed to, I wouldn't know that they were gonna be hanging out. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, interesting, interesting. And then The day after that, Mm -hmm. I was talking to them and I put in our group chat, I was like, hey guys, like I saw you guys had a new group chat, like I'm not in the group chat, like can we still use this one? Mm -hmm. And a bunch of people were like, yeah, yeah, we can still use this one. Um, Or like one person, my one one friend said, yeah, we can still use this one. Mm -hmm. And then um, no one ever responded in the group chat. Mm -hmm. And I remember like texting that friend, I remember saying like, hey, what's going on? And she was like, well... Emma told us what you said to her, and a lot of people are really mad at you right now for being so horrible to her. And mm-hmm. I was like, what are you What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, like, what did I say? And apparently they told her I said, or she told them I said these horrible things about her mm-hmm. to her face. Horrible things mm-hmm. that she was a horrible person that she only cared about herself like all this stuff that i i would never i'd never yeah. said to her
1: i don't think you're capable of saying things like and that. and i you're said so
0: sweet yeah and i said to them i said to her i was like you know i wouldn't have said that right and she was like no i know that but the rest of the group kind of believes her and oh. i was like but they know me so why would they believe her And they were like, well, you know, you were in the hospital for a while and she said that, you know, like a lot of you're you're not doing well and that you're mentally ill. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of things they think that because you have stuff happening, that it's plausible that you would be really mean to her. And I was like, even mentally ill, even not being treated yet, Mm -hmm. I was never mean to her. Why would they think that because I was in the hospital I'd be mean to her now
1: After treatment. when now I'm
0: being treated. Yeah. And she was like, I don't know, like I, I tried to defend you, but she wouldn't she wasn't letting me defend you.
1: Oh.
0: And I was like, Well, I know she's got a lot of power in our friend group, but I didn't think she had that much power in our friend group. Yeah. And she was like, Yeah. So the next so we went into marching band the next season. And I had two friends in the marching band mm-hmm. because I hadn't met any of the freshmen yet. And I had two friends because the people in our friend group had decided that they didn't want to be friends with me anymore. And they would all hung out together all summer, and mm-hmm. I was never invited to a single thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they didn't even give you like the hey
1: heads up. They were just kind of like no. They just
0: they just iced me out. Didn't didn't say mm. anything. Um, just oh iced high me school.
1: Out.
0: Yeah, just iced me out. And I don't I, I don't have any ill will towards any yeah, of them. Yeah, of course
1: not. Because
0: when somebody in your life has a lot of power and they're they're tearing somebody apart um i i can't blame high schoolers for going along with it because in my head they either think that this is their friend and that she wouldn't lie yeah um or they're afraid that she'll do the same thing to them
1: and then on top of that like i at least for me until i was yeah reaching on 18 I didn't understand mental health. That yeah. wasn't a thing that was talked about in my... Yeah. In my uh, home. Like, mm-hmm. my parents, of course, they were super, like... If I had the question, they always had an answer. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't something that they sat me down and yeah. were like, here's this and here's that. So, like, you know, for high schoolers who don't know much about it, they can be like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It's easy to believe, you know? Yeah. As awful as that is. As yeah. terrible as that is. So,
0: so junior year of high school... I was still a wreck. I was still, mm-hmm. I wasn't suicidal anymore, but I was still, like, mentally not great. Yeah. Because we were figuring out dosage and the right meds, oh, yeah. and I was trying to figure out the best kind of therapy and mm-hmm. all, all this stuff. Um, So junior year was incredibly stressful. And then on top of that, I was dealing with marching band kids who hated me, mm-hmm. who hated me. And there were kids in marching band that were like telling the new people Mm -hmm. what had happened. So new people decided that I wasn't a good person because they Mm -hmm. didn't know me at all. Um, But I finally did make some new friends in in marching band um, Mm -hmm. that year. Um, But like, I remember like being on the marching band trip, the Mm -hmm. band trip, junior year of high school. And I remember walking through a hotel with this girl that I knew and her, her boyfriend was there. And her boyfriend had been in that friend group with me, but she hadn't. Mm-hmm. So we were like walking through the halls. And I remember mm-hmm. like I was like walking behind them and he kept taking her hand and like pulling her faster. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Can you guys slow down? I'm, like, Jesus. And mm-hmm. I said it like jokingly. I was like, Can you guys slow down? Like, what's the rush? I was like, kidding. I yeah. was like, We're just, I was like, What's the rush? Like, we're just walking through the hotel. And he was like, Can you like go away? And I was like, Oh my God. What do you mean? I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he was like, "Can you go away? Like can you leave us alone?" And my friend lying. said nothing to him when he was saying this. Oh my god. And I was like, "Why?" And he was like, "Because I fucking hate you." And he said it to my face. He was like, "I fucking hate you." And I was like, "Okay." And I I left and I walked away. Yeah, that's and awful. then I, like, we were on the band trip, and that was the second day of the band trip, and we were in Boston, mm-hmm. and I was so upset about it, and I remember the band director being like, are you okay? And I remember mm-hmm. telling him, like, am I okay? Is it okay if I call my parents and ask them to come pick me up? Because we live mm-hmm. in New Jersey, and Boston's, yeah. like, three hours. Like, if I told yeah. them that I was freaking out... And that
1: uncomfortable. And that
0: uncomfortable, they would have taken me home. Yeah. And
1: And that's the worst. I remember
0: saying like, Okay, damn, he was like, Everyone fucking hates you. And Mm. I was like, Okay, I'm I'm gonna go. And I left. Yeah. And then that night the band director was like, You have not said a word since like lunch. And he was like, What's up? And my band director was like my second dad in high school. So I told him, I was like, I I think I'm gonna call my mom and ask her to come get me because I don't wanna be here anymore. He was like, Why? We're on the band trip and I was like, Apparently i've been informed that everyone fucking hates me um i've been told to my face that i'm fucking hated Mm -hmm. and i was like and i just don't want to be here because i i don't i I don't want to be here and he was like well you're not going home and he was like just just and he he sat me down and he was like listen people are gonna be assholes to you like but don't let it ruin a band trip Mm -hmm. for you. He was like, you love the band trips. Like, don't let it Mm -hmm. ruin it for you. So eventually senior year, things got better and marching Mm -hmm. band was a lot better. Um, But, you know, it was good. That's why like creative outlets can be good, but they can be really stressful because marching band after that was incredibly stressful. Yeah. It was incredibly stressful.
1: Absolutely, And,
0: you know, Emma was the person who had, you know, turn my friend group against me, um, became the, um, drum major. Mm -hmm. She was the drum major. So everybody would listen to her, and they would do whatever she wanted, and she, until we graduated high school, would tell anybody who would listen what a horrible person I was. Mm -hmm. Like, until we graduated. And... I've had people tell me that I wasn't the only person she did that to. I've had people tell me that it wasn't my fault, that she just, like, had some stuff, and she just burned a lot of bridges. Um, And if that's true, then I get it. Like, I I can't be mad at her if she's dealing with some shit. But it was so unfair to me at the time, because I had just come out of the hospital, and I remember, like, my one comfort of going back to school because I got bullied when I got back to school I got bullied worse than ever when I got back to school Mm -hmm. and I remember like coming back to school and kind of being like so my friend group is gone
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm still struggling these people hate me I'm being bullied at school and I remember being like why did I even go to treatment if things were just gonna get this much worse when I got out yeah like things like I'm not suicidal anymore but things are worse than when I went to treatment
1: yeah
0: like things in my environment are worse than when I went to treatment
1: yeah
0: and it was it was stressful and it it felt really it was a really horrible feeling Mm -hmm. and it was a really shitty feeling um so marching band was really good for my mental health in the end. But at the same time, I struggled with it for a while. And it, w- it was rough. It was mm-hmm. it was rough for a while. And it was good for my mental health senior year. But mm-hmm. junior year, it was not. Mm-hmm. And I do wish that my band director, because he told me that I couldn't quit. He was like, No, you're not quitting. Like, mm-hmm. you're fine. And my parents agreed with him. And Mm -hmm. I do wish they had let me skip junior year Mm -hmm. of marching band because I had just come out of the hospital like a few months before and it was rough. And I do wish that they had let me skip it just so I could keep getting my life together and Mm -hmm. not be hearing people tell me what a horrible person I was while I'm trying to figure out, like, what's the best medication for me to be taking? You know what I mean? And it was rough, and I just I feel like it would have been better if I had been allowed to skip that year. Mm-hmm. But my parents wouldn't let me, and I I, I I do wish that they had let me skip junior yeah. year, just because I was struggling so much, and it was it was rough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was rough. So you know, creative outlets can be good, but they can cause a lot of stress. Absolutely. You know what I mean, especially if it is yeah. a group activity and yes. people in that group. Or making your life harder and
1: especially in high school you know like even separate from like a situation like yours like like in theater everybody's competing for the yeah. main role everybody's yeah. competing for top of their section it, it's just mm-hmm. it it breeds competition mm-hmm. and when you're already in high school nobody likes themselves in high school let's just throw that out there (laughs) i don't know a single person who was like yeah i absolutely loved myself in high school it was the best experience of my life they're lying they're a liar (laughs) yeah um and group creative outlets can be very stressful during that time yeah very stressful it's the problem is
0: that when you have a Group activity that is your creative outlet. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there are personalities that clash. Absolutely. And like, I have no shade to the theater department at centenary Yeah. But I had to leave, and mm-hmm. I changed my minor because there was just some personalities that, that were clashing, clashed, and yeah. I didn't want a repeat of marching band. I don't. And the stress, and I was like, I kind of just want to focus on other stuff. So that's why I changed my minor and I left the department. Yeah. Because there was just stuff that wasn't working. and Yeah. Um, and that's okay. And it wasn't all the students. A mm-hmm. lot of it was, um, there were some staff that were causing issues. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't, I wanted no part of it. I and don't blame I, you. I just didn't want to have to, I didn't want to be involved with any kind of drama. I don't blame you. Not one bit. So I changed my minor now I'm a creative writing minor and now I'm mm-hmm. making friends in my department mm-hmm. and you know, I've been a psychology major and I've been trying to make more friends in that department, mm-hmm. but it's been, it's been interesting. It's, it's been interesting. And That's good. Group creative outlets can be very difficult because of that
1: Absolutely. because there are
0: so many personalities and because sometimes people don't always vibe with each other and yeah. that can be stressful. Um, Because, you know, there are some people who they don't vibe and that's fine. They just don't Mm -hmm. say anything. But there are some people who don't vibe and then they're outright mean. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's okay. And I think that that happens more than it should. For sure. And I think that's why creative outlets can have pros and cons.
1: Absolutely. I agree. Well, independent
0: and creative outlets, I feel like I don't see anything bad about that because like my music production Mm -hmm. and my ukulele and my writing Mm um i don't have any issues with anybody Mm -hmm. about that you know what i mean nobody gives me crap for that yeah so it's nice because it's just something that i can do on my own in my dorm and uh i can do my own thing yeah and it's really helpful it's really helpful and i'm creating something that i'm proud of that nobody else Mm -hmm. can tell me like oh well i did this better than you like nobody else can tell me that yeah. because it's something so different than anything anybody else is doing yeah you know what i mean and i don't mean like i'm doing something that's so di- like it's like if i produce something mm-hmm. it's going to be different than what you're doing because yeah. we're not we don't have the same brain we're not going to produce the exactly. same thing Exactly. so whatever i'm making is different from what you're making so you can't compare it because yeah. they are completely different things absolutely do you know what i mean so i i feel like that is why i'm more pleased with independent mm-hmm. creative outlets. Um, because then there's no clashing personalities and there's nobody telling you that you yeah. um, are a bad person when you're not. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> there's nobody making you the enemy to this big group of people and then you feel like you have to leave your own creative outlet. Yeah, that's so, fair. You know, it, it's it's interesting to me. Um, there There can be a lot of what do you think? Like, what do you think are more of like, what do you think?
1: So I've had a very different experience with group creative outlets. Mm -hmm. Um, I, in high school, I went to a technical high school. So I went there for theater and the three years that I was there for theater were some of the best years of my education I ever experienced. I met so many different people. I made so many connections, um, both in the theater world and just with people, just with staff, I still keep in touch with both of my theater professors um, who are just absolutely wonderful people. Um, it, it helped my mental health, absolutely like, like levels beyond. Um, and then my senior year out of nowhere, the school got rid of it and they were like, you have to find a different major. And I ended up at a major with a teacher who was an absolute, um, she wasn't a good teacher. She expected me to know the same things that everybody in that class had known. And they had been in there for four plus years learning. Yeah. I was given no help by the school. I was given no help by my peers. Mm -hmm. Um, I was targeted by the teacher, mm-hmm. um, which I fully, fully believe. My sister was targeted by the teacher. How? Uh, the way that she would talk to different students. It was very evident. Yeah. Um, she had favorites and she had mm-hmm. kids that she downright hated. Yeah. Um, so that took my creative outlet away. And then I was left with marching band, which isn't mm-hmm. really marching band. So let me explain. Um, I from the age of eight to even now i still do it now i uh volunteer the camp once uh once a, a summer um provided like outside of covid um yeah for fife and drum if anybody knows what that is that's that's like the nerdy like, yeah no like, i know what you're fife and about. drum from like the 1800s yeah, like exactly war era stuff Uh, we have, like, replica, (laughs) replica uniforms, and it sounds nerdy, but it's genuinely, like, I've met some incredible, incredible, incredible people through it, um, and, yeah, that's another creative outlet I forgot to mention in the beginning, is, is, I play the Fife, and that's just, (sighs) don't laugh, I know it's nerdy, but, um, genuinely, like, i I started it during a time in my life where I was really lost. I was in fourth grade. Yeah. I had no friends. Um, I was bullied. I was in a Catholic school where nobody wanted to be around me. I was just that weird kid. I was always a weird kid. I mean,
0: Um, yeah, me too.
1: Yeah. So group group, Creative outlets really helped me thrive. I've always struggled with individual um, creative outlets because I really have to be in the mood to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I really need to be able to sit down and paint or sit down and, and practice my fife and, you know, put in that effort, yeah. you know? the The music part, like practicing my music is not nearly as hard as as my other creative outlets. Just because I've been doing it for so long. I've been a musician since I was eight. I'm twenty one now. And yeah. I've been playing this instrument for twelve years. Yeah. Yeah. Almost thirteen. Almost thirteen. Almost thirteen. Um so that's much easier. But yeah, like I find it interesting that we've had like the flip side. We've had the we've flip side. We've had the flip. flip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting to me
0: because I feel like, like I was in the, um, acapella group for a while. And mm-hmm. again, there were clashing personalities and there was again, um, and it, 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 it is stru- uh, It does cause a struggle for me because when this happened the mm-hmm. second time, um, which wasn't even the second time, there were to- there have been times in my life that people have told me that... I am a bad person when I know I'm not yeah. so that was high school and then my freshman year of college um, my freshman year of college I had the issue with my roommate where I had mm-hmm. an issue where um, my I was really struggling my freshman year of college and mm-hmm. my roommate decided to tell me um, that she was gonna move out because her mom had convinced her that I was mentally ill so that meant that I was dangerous
1: mm-hmm.
0: and so she moved out and um, she convinced my friend group that I was dangerous because mm-hmm. I was mentally ill, and they all shunned me, and one of them got, like, a no-contact order on me, so I mm-hmm. couldn't even talk to him, and then they started knocking on doors in our building, and apparently, I didn't know this until much later, they were telling people, hey, don't talk to the person in this dorm, which was my dorm, and they were like, don't talk to them, they're dangerous, and it was like, I, I don't understand why that happened, and then you know last year my sophomore year of college um i had to leave the acapella group because mm-hmm. the um leader had said some the president had said some very unkind things about my gender mm-hmm. and i had very calmly and very maturely called him out for it because i appreciate healthy communication yeah. and i told him that i was upset that he had said it and that i wasn't comfortable with it um and then i went to administration and mm-hmm. purely because um administration helps with res life um conflicts yeah so i thought that a good thing to do would be to get mediation yeah because not this to get person, in trouble this but person to... was very um manipulative and mm-hmm. i knew that if we had a conversation just one-on-one it he would manipulate me and i thought it would be mm-hmm. easier to have a third a impartial third party there who could see through it. And if he said anything to me that was um, manipulative, then it could be like, that's not really, you know, a great thing to say. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was, that was all that was. And he knew that's what I was doing because they reached out to him and they said, Hey, we want to do a um, mediation. We want to, you know, figure this out. Ray just wants to have a mediation and just talk it out, you know, solve the problem. Um, Are you you available on this date to do that? And he never responded, and then told the acapella group that he was being called in for meetings, that, um, that for like multiple meetings, and he was saying they were calling him in all the time for meetings, and that I had filed a report against him, I had filed a Title IX report against him, which is harassment, which I hadn't, I had filed a Title IX report, but it was about someone in the group who had literally grabbed my ass. That's fair. So that was when I filed That's the title a valid nine and even title that nine. even that ended with just a mediation. Yeah. That had nothing to do with him. Yeah. So he said that a file not, a title nine had been filed and mm-hmm. made them think that i had filed it on him. Mm-hmm. And then he said that I went to administration because I wanted Cytone shut down.
1: Mhm.
0: Which Cytones was the um yeah. was the a group. He said that I wanted it shut down. All of which was not true. None of these yeah. things were true. Um, so then the group decided that they hated me and I left.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So group creative outlets can be difficult. And I I know what people listening are probably thinking um, that why does that keep happening to you? Um, I don't know. Um, I personally think I just have, I I, I don't know what it is. I think um, because I am an empath, Mm -hmm. I think I tend to attract people Mm -hmm. who, think that i will never call them out for their wrongdoings
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and when i do they decide that they i think they're the kind of people who um may be a little bit narcissistic Mm -hmm. and i'm saying this from a psychological standpoint because i know that this is common that empaths do often attract narcissists Mm -hmm. um and i think they may have a little bit of narcissism to them and when i challenge their Mm -hmm. ego and i tell them that i feel like they've done something wrong um they go out of their way to make me seem like the bad person so nobody will believe a word i say against them so i feel like that has happened Mm -hmm. to me before and um it's confusing and it does make me question myself because it's Mm -hmm. like i'm Technically, the common denominator. Yeah. So, am I the problem? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I like. Have you ever seen that TikTok where it's like, "Am I the villain?" Yeah. And I, I have had moments where I'm like, "Am I the bad guy?" Yeah. Um. And I've talked to my therapist about this. I've had mm-hmm. this conversation with her. I've said I don't want to like be the one that's assuming like, oh, you know, like I just keep getting bad people in my life. I do nothing wrong. Yeah. And I said, I was like, I want to know if I'm the problem and yeah. if I'm causing the issue and if it is my fault that people turn against me and then tell other people to turn against me. Yeah. Um, and my therapist um, nodded at this and told me, um, so you want to know if you're toxic? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, I want to know if I'm toxic. I want to know if these people have a right to hate me. And she was like, you want to know something that toxic people don't do? Mm -hmm. And I said, what is something toxic people don't do? She said, they don't go to therapy and want to fix them being the problem. And I was like, so... (laughs) I was like, so what are you saying? She was like, so I'm going to guess that because... You are so worried about the idea of being a bad person. And you are so worried about the idea of hurting other people that you have decided that you are probably the bad guy, Mm -hmm. that you're not the bad guy because toxic people don't turn in on themselves and be like, I'm the problem. Yeah they assume everybody else is the problem. Yeah. And she was like, you're assuming you're the problem, which is something a toxic person or like a bad person mm-hmm. doesn't do. She was like, if you want to know if you're a good person, the fact that you're wondering if you're a good person says enough.
1: Yeah,
0: And I was like, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that kind of made me a little more open to group um, to group uh, creative outlets because it was like, well, if I'm not the problem, and I'm just I just tend to attract certain personalities with my personality, and I just my empath my empathicness if mm-hmm. that's the word I can't remember my empathy yeah um, makes other people kind of not think they can take advantage of me, but think that because I'm such an empath and because I am so nice to everybody around me that I will let things slide. Yeah, that I don't. And I think narcissists don't like when people don't let things slide. Mm -hmm. And this is a less extreme example. And I don't think he's a narcissist. um, But when I was dating my ex, Mm -hmm. um, our relationship ended because I had realized that throughout the relationship, I Mm -hmm. was getting effort at a bare minimum. Um, I was definitely getting what was expected
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: even some stuff that was not expected. Mm -hmm. Like I was getting, I wasn't getting things that were expected. Mm -hmm. Like I was getting some stuff that was expected, like emotional support. Um, he would compliment me when I felt like I didn't look good. He would tell me that I did, or he would make me feel comfortable about my body. Like that's, you would expect that in a relationship. Yeah. If your
1: partner isn't doing that, you need to run.
0: Yeah. That's expected in a relationship. Yeah. Um, but what's also expected is, like, meeting your friends. And yeah. meeting your family after a while. And, um, you know, being open to... Yeah. Or when at least wanting friend... to do those yeah, things. Yeah, like, if you live distance from each other, both of you driving out to see each other, not just one person doing it all the time. Yeah. Um, I was the only one who would drive out, um, you know when I wanted him to meet my friends or my family, it was a fight. It was, it was an argument. It was, we never yelled at each other. Um, But it
1: was like you were pulling on a rope that was stuck. I was, I
0: was, I felt like I was pulling teeth, trying to get him to be willing to meet people in my life that were very important to me. And after our relationship had ended, um, which happened because I had said I felt like I was, I was upset that I was, I didn't even say I was upset. I said I feel like I I said word for word, I feel like I am putting in the effort in our relationship and mm-hmm. I was wondering if this is something we could talk about mm-hmm. and possibly fix. Yeah. And that was why I brought it up and I said like I wanted us to talk about it. We could talk about, you know, what I want and maybe if there's anything that I'm not doing that you want. Yeah, like um, a usual conversation, like a checkup. But I broached it in the way that i said that my mom had pointed it out to me Mm -hmm. and apparently because he knew that i had had not a great past with my mom Mm -hmm. um and he had been trying to separate me from my parents
1: for a while you were telling me that yeah yeah you were like yeah these are his opinions and i was like he had been saying
0: a lot of things about my parents that were causing me to think that i needed to separate myself from them when i didn't yeah Um, It was very much like your mom talks to you a certain way. And because I was so like stuck in the trauma of growing up in an abusive home, and even though my mom and I had worked out a lot of stuff, my brain was like, oh, so if you're saying she talks to me this way, then she probably does. And he was saying like, you just don't notice that it's wrong because you're used to it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh. And then like, but when I realized what he was talking about, it's just... It, it it wasn't even like she was talking to me in, like, a negative way. It's, mm-hmm. we're Italian. Yeah. And we're loud. That's just and how we're it is. And we're sarcastic. That's just how it is. And yeah. we're sarcastic, and we're loud, and we don't sugarcoat stuff. Yeah. So when my mom says to me... You left your shit out on the table, and I'm not cleaning up after you.
1: That's just her being like, that's please put your my, stuff away. That's,
0: my mom's just, my mom's just very much not like, hey, honey, like you left this out, could you put? It? She's very much like, you left your shit out. What are you doing? You raising a barn? Like, yeah. go, go clean it up. Yeah, and I'm like, that's all okay. my family is too. I'm always like, yeah, that. no problem, and then I do it. But he thought he he was raised in a family that was not like that. Yeah, and very they, quiet. Very but they also placated him a lot and everybody yeah. kind of walked on eggshells around him because he was struggling so much. Yeah. Which I get, but it made him think that my family was super toxic. Yeah. Um, because it was so different from his. Yeah. And he was trying to separate me from my parents and because mm. I assumed that he just wanted the best for me and because I had had issues with my parents in the past, I went with it and I was mm-hmm. I believed him. Um and I'm sure he definitely, he genuinely, I'm sure he genuinely thought... Yeah,
1: he doesn't seem he, like the kind of I guy think, to be like, oh, I'm sure right. he
0: genuinely wanted the best for me, and he yeah. genuinely thought that that was an issue. But I think he just read it wrong.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: and I think I didn't realize that he was reading it wrong, and I didn't explain it correctly. Um, so I was separating a little bit from my parents, but it wasn't even just that. It was, I found, I realized this later in my relationship. And so I told him that I felt like I was putting in more effort. And we broke up because he was very upset about that. And he decided that he wanted to take a break. And he informed me a few days later that he felt completely different about me. He told me that he feels completely different about me. And suddenly the logic kicked in. And I went from being so heartbroken that he decided that he wanted to take a break and feeling like I had done something wrong to I did nothing wrong. I told him how I felt. It was healthy communication. And I'm being punished for it. And now he's telling me he feels completely different about me. Yeah. When a month ago, he told me he wanted to marry me someday. Yeah. And I was like, this is not right.
1: Yeah.
0: N- this, this should not have happened. That's, that and doesn't add up. so I, I broke up with him. Yeah.
1: Which I think is the mature sure thing to do since. for both we of us. We haven't, you. we
0: haven't spoken. Um, and I think it was the best thing for both of us because yeah. I think we were on very different, um, levels. And that sounds wrong. I think we were in different headspaces, different life paths. I think we too. were on different life paths, definitely different life paths. Yeah,
1: but I, I think Which that can be very difficult.
0: I think in a we were in different headspaces about um, effort in a relationship, and yeah. I, I have nothing against him, but I do think that he. Um, liked the idea of being in a relationship more than actually being in one. Like, I think he liked That's the idea. That's really I, common. I think he was more in love with the idea of being in a relationship than putting in the work to be in one.
1: Yeah, it's also, like, I don't think. Which is not yeah, uncommon. Like, I've, not. I've met
0: people like that.
1: Oh, yeah, I can't tell like, you. Where they're like, I want to
0: be in a relationship, but I'm not in the place to put myself into yeah. one, to put I was, in the work. I
1: was like largely that person, especially in high school. Like, yeah. the second I would get into a serious relationship, I would be like, wow, this is, like, a lot, this of is work. a lot of work and now I'm in like a really nice really awesome super healthy relationship where yeah. the work doesn't even feel like work but it took a lot of time and effort from both of us to make it that yeah. way yeah it's it's not it's not easy. It doesn't. Peasy. Yeah, it doesn't. It but, doesn't happen. But overnight. you both have to be willing to put in that work. Exactly.
0: And he was not, and I understood that, so we parted ways. Yeah, which is um, you've flourished. Yeah, since, you know, <laughs> like thanks, you know. And like I said, I have nothing against him. I wish him the best. Mm-hmm. He treated me good. Like he yeah. he didn't treat me bad. He treated me good. Um But because I had never even gotten the bare minimum from my ex before him, what he was doing felt huge to me. And I didn't realize that I wasn't getting the effort that I was putting in until six months in Mm -hmm. when uh, my parents had tried to tell me like months before, like, he's not really putting in the same effort as you. And because he had been kind of, like, trying to separate me, I was like, you guys don't understand, you just don't like him, and I was like, going off, I went off on my father. Yeah. My father, you've seen my relationship. sweet, sweet My amazing father. Yeah. Who very much said to me, like, hey, like, I feel like when you're in a relationship with somebody, um, you go out of your comfort zone for them. Of course. And, you know, he's not willing to drive out here to see you, he doesn't want to meet your friends. Um, you know, I just feel like maybe he's not treating you the way you deserve to be treated. Mm-hmm. That is how he broached the subject. <laughs> that turned into me screaming at him. Oh. Screaming at him. And that, t- and you know what's crazy? Is I took one or two. So when me and my mom were having issues as a kid, mm-hmm. um, and like I said, we are way past where we were. And you know it's hard for me to say that I'm a child of abuse because I don't I don't necessarily blame my mom for yeah. what happened because like professionals have told me that that's what I am yeah. but I don't blame my mom for what happened yeah. because growing up she wasn't raised in a home where they talked about mental illness first of all I was we weren't talking about it when I was a kid so nobody knew there was something up and when she was raised. If, there, if she had done what I did, which was have outbursts and cry and be inconsolable, she would have gotten screamed at just as much as I did. Yeah. And she was not raised in, like, a gentle parenting household. Yeah. when you're... Her mom is amazing. Yeah. But her sisters weren't like that. And her sisters yeah. helped raise her because she is the youngest. Yeah. And they weren't like that. They weren't super gentle and nurturing. Um, so she didn't know how to respond and I can't be mad at her because she didn't get an example of how to respond yeah when all
1: you're taught is well I turned out fine and I got screamed at all the time yeah I think oh that's how everybody parents yeah yeah isn't it
0: working what am I doing wrong you
1: know so I don't so that that was an
0: issue I don't blame her at all and that's why I think we're working we are working on our stuff we're seeing a family therapist you know all this stuff and we're working on it and I, I can't even be mad at her um, I, I, mean, yes, I can be mad because it wasn't the right way to react to things, but I don't hate her in any sense of the word. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I can't have a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've been in a place where we are like, we're not going to have a relationship. And then we were like, wow, we can't do that. And we're going to have a relationship.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, you know, because of that, that was when we were having our issues, You know, I agree with my dad when he said that parenting should be a united front. And I don't think it would have helped if when I was a kid, I had gotten screamed at, and then my dad got involved, and then they started fighting in front of me. Yeah. So what my dad would do is when after I had been asleep, he would tell my mom that he was unhappy with the way that she had responded to things. And she would be very, like, yes, you're right, I should definitely respond differently, but I don't know what to do.
1: Yeah, she didn't have the tools. But because
0: I didn't see my dad tell her that she was wrong and because keith had pointed out that i didn't see my dad tell her that she was wrong Mm -hmm. that he hadn't protected me and i hadn't had a conversation with him about the fact that he had talked to her after i'd been to sleep Mm i went to sleep so i had been convinced by my by keith um that um my dad didn't step in so after he told me hey i don't think you're getting the, you know i don't think he's treating you the way you deserve to be treated and i'm concerned um being a very loving supportive concerned father of course that turned into me being like you were never there for me and i was like yeah. which is a lie yeah, but which when is you are upset, all of the time. i was like you didn't protect me as a kid and he was like oh god and he just took it he yeah. just took it and he was like And then I still, to this day, will apologize to him for that because I'm so embarrassed that I did that to him when I know that he was right the whole time. This was two, three months into our relationship. He was so right to tell me that. And I didn't listen to a word he said because I thought that I was right.
1: Love is blind, baby. Love is blind.
0: I thought that I was right. I thought that he was wrong. And to this day, my dad will be like, well, you know, you can't really... You can't really tell somebody else what's happening in their relationship. You have to wait for them to see it.
1: Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly.
0: So he's not upset with me for that at all. Like, mm-hmm. I have days where I'm like, I'm so sorry I did that to you. And he's like, I get it. I'm like, I'm not mad. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, thanks. Um, but I've noticed that with my father, um, he's so supportive and stuff. So, you know, we had, we had been... S- I'd been separating myself from my parents. And when we broke up, it was another reason for me to be like, oh, this is another person that... It it was almost like clarity to me Mm -hmm. because it was a person who... I had never been a bad person to, and I knew I did nothing wrong, and he had still changed his mind about me. Mm-hmm. And then that was like, maybe I'm not the problem. And that has been supporting evidence of me not being the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's another reason that I'm more open to creative outlets that mm-hmm. have groups, because I know I'm not the problem. Yeah, I I, I still struggle days with be like, you know, it's the common denominator is me. Like, I'm, I'm the one, like, reoccurring thing in these situations. But I get into these creative outlets, and then I meet people who aren't like that. Like, with my, in my creative writing class. Um, not my creative writing class, my creative writing minor. I'm mm-hmm. in a literature class, and everybody there is incredibly nice. And it made... I realized that I am a good person, and that I can be involved in group creative outlets. Um, because I told you that mm-hmm. there was a guy, and I emailed mm-hmm. him because I thought he was cute, and I was like, mm-hmm. whatever, like, I'll email him, and then I'll see mm-hmm. if anything happens. Yeah. And then he informed me that he was, I, I asked him if he wanted to get coffee and talk about our final project, yeah. which is true. I genuinely did want to do that, yeah, but I also were, had the like, ulterior, I, I, wanna talk I also had the ulterior motive of, like, I'm gonna make you fall in love with yeah. me. Yeah. Like, like um, the <laughs> little background <laughs> voice of, like, little the background others. voice. Yeah. Uh, I had the ulterior motive of, like, I'm gonna make you fall in love with me. And then... I was like, "When are you available?" And he was like, "Well, you know, Tuesday I have this stuff, and then I'm seeing my boyfriend, and then I'm doing." And I was like, "I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad about that at all." Yeah. I was like, "I'm not mad about that." No wonder all. why I like you. So like, I was like, "That's why." Yeah. I, I was like, "That's why I like your personality. That's why I think you're cool." Yeah. And I was like, "Because and so." we started, I I was talking to him and now he's like my new best friend. And it was so funny. And I was like, now I have a gay best friend. I don't know if he's gay, but Uh uh, he he is dating a guy. Yeah. But I was like, okay, so new best friend. That's great. Um, and I like, wasn't mad. My first thought wasn't, Oh my God, what the hell? My first thought was now I have a new best friend. Yeah. And That was my thought. Now I have a new friend. And then we were in class last night Mm -hmm. And it was really funny because I had thanked him in one of my emails for being very, like, friendly. um, Because he was like, yeah, like, we could get together whenever you want. Like, thanks for emailing me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, thank you for responding. Like, and I said, I was like, you know, like, I'll be honest. Like, I've been having a hard time making friends lately because Mm -hmm. I... You know, I was in the theater department, and then I left, and, you know, it's... it's College I wanna, is also really like, want to make friends. friends yeah, and life. I was like, it's I want to so make hard. some more friends. And I was like, and you're very friendly, and I appreciate that you didn't think it was weird that I, like, dropped you an email about, like, getting coffee. And he was like, no, like, I get it. It can be really hard to make friends. Like, I haven't been great with making friends in my life. I totally get yeah. it. Um, and then we were in class, and I make a joke. I always say, you're my new best friend. Like, I say that jokingly to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are like, No. Like mm-hmm. Some people don't respond to that at all. They're always like, mm, okay. Uh-huh. But I said that in class and he made a joke and then I said something uh, and then we started, the final project came up and I was like, yeah, me and Kenny are going to get together and throw around some ideas for the final project because uh-huh. we're writing about similar things. Um, and he was like, yeah. And then I jokingly, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I went, yeah, Kenny's my new best friend. Uh-huh. And his response just went, hell yeah, yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, hell yeah. and I was Immediately like,
1: on board. He immediately
0: was on board. And I was like, Kenny's my new best friend. And I said it jokingly. And he was like, yeah, I am. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, so now we're just like friends now. And I just thought it was really funny that I became friends with this person because I emailed him. And then it turned into, I don't have a lot of friends. We should be friends. And he was like, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> and it was just really funny. So we're getting together for coffee next week yeah. to talk
1: about the final project. All because project. of a new creative outlet.
0: All because of a new creative outlet, which was I'm in this creative writing class. Or I'm, I'm in this creative writing minor and I'm taking a literature class. And he just seemed nice. So I emailed him. Yeah. And I, of course, yes, I did have the interior, ulterior motive. Like, I'm going to make you fall yeah. in love with me. But I, I have no, I'm not upset at all that that didn't yeah. happen. I made a friend. Yeah. It's great. And I also realized that I should not be dating people right now. Yeah, that's fair. Because until it has been at least the um, duration of my last relationship, or until I'm 100% sure that I am yeah. over what happened with my ex, um, I don't think it's fair for me to put myself in a situation where I need to be there for other that's people. That's important. So I've decided that I'm not going to date Good right Good for now. you. Um, but... It was just this new creative outlet, and then I made this friend, and yeah. then I was just really funny. And then there's this kid that I knew already. His name is Austin, very sweet. Mm-hmm. And there's this kid that I knew already, um, and I didn't know how he felt about me, mm-hmm. because he's quiet. So I, you I can never not really tell if he was out. quiet or if he just fucking hated me. <laughs> and then we were, he, his boyfriend works at Starbucks, so I was hanging out at Starbucks, and so was he. Mm-hmm. And then he said to me that he had had an issue with a project that he had to do for our class. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Oh, okay, and I helped him figure out the problem. Mm -hmm. He said, yeah, like, if you ever have an issue, like, feel free to email me, like, I could help you. He's like, I have your snap, I'll snap you. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And we were, like, talking... And then um, he had mentioned that he was 21. And I was like, you know, I've been looking for somebody to go to the bar down the street with me on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, my God, I'll go with you. I and I was that. like, oh, my God, okay. And I told him, I was like, I briefly thought you hated me. He was like, no, I'm just quiet. I just don't Aww. talk to a lot of people. And I was like, no, that's fine. He was like, no, it's just I have anxiety. And, like, talking to a lot of people is hard for me. So I stick to the people I know. That's fair. And I was like, that's totally fine. So yeah. we were like talking, and now apparently we're going to be McNally's. And then I helped him like figure Aww. out like something like I helped him find a psychiatrist. Like it was I love great. That. It was great. And I was so I, I was so nice. And then I wouldn't have made these connections if it wasn't for changing my minor and taking this literature yeah. class. you know what I mean. Like I wouldn't have made these connections. So I love creative outlets because they mm-hmm. can be stressful. Where. Um, you know, like I had the issues with my friends in high school or the issue with the acapella group and they can be really stressful because, you know, some people forget that you're there to meet a common goal and yeah. then they, there's drama and I hate drama because it's so stressful. Yeah. Um, and then there's other parts where it's like, I'm in this class and I made these friends and what well, this girl that's next to me, we're friends now and we like talk all the time mm-hmm. and we like, we both, we bonded over loving Poe, like yeah. stuff like that. And it's just, it's so great to me that creative outlets can be such a positive thing mm-hmm. and everything has pros and cons but there are the pros are evident and they're there yeah you know what i mean absolutely. they're there the, the pros are there yeah and it's a very nice thing to experience yeah
1: absolutely
0: yeah it's it's definitely good and like you have fun pl- you learn to play the fife yeah which is so cool yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and aside from like a very weird party trick I'm <laughs> um, uh, aside from like you know i'm sure you made friends Oh my god, yeah. And like, aside from that, it's like now when people are like, does anybody have any cool talents? You can be like, I play the Fife. Yeah, a little it's really. a cool story to tell. It's a really cool you story. You know what I, I mean? Know. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So we've hit our limit wow that was that was a fast one yeah i feel like i looked over in uh 10 minutes ago and it was it said 38 minutes and i was mm-hmm. like oh no are we running out of things to talk about and okay. then now it's been an hour and five minutes yeah i <laughs> love that for us yeah, yeah i love that for us so um let's go get sushi let's go get let's sushi. go get sushi, let's go get sushi. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so we will see you guys next week next week hell yeah <laughs> bye guys bye